episode of Naked Men Talking, a podcast exploring naturism and the power of getting your clothes off. I'm Gareth Johnson. On today's episode, we're joined by Matt, the bearded naked yogi. Matt is a teacher of Hatha yoga and a meditation teacher. He runs online classes as well as group retreats. Matt, welcome. Good morning or good evening to you. How are you? Oh, good. Um, I guess a good place to start would be to get some context on your journey with yoga and meditation and all that kind of stuff. When did you first discover and start to explore the world of yoga? So I started practicing and studying yoga uh, just over 10 years ago. It was uh, August 2013. And it was clearly a very important time because I really remember when it happened. Uh, and I had been, um, I'd, I'd always uh, done a lot of physical training, um, a lot of gym work, and I really enjoyed it. And yoga had always been one of those things that had been on the periphery, if you like. And I always thought, yeah, I should try that. Yeah, I should try that. And um, and I decided one day to go to a class. And I remember it absolutely crystal clear. And I went to a class and it was on a Tuesday lunchtime. And it was absolutely wonderful. And I walked out of that class and I said to myself, I am going to learn how to teach that because that was incredible. And, uh, yeah, it was a very, a very... Uh, a very powerful uh, experience and it's one that I still remember very, very clearly. And you mentioned that it was an important point in your life. Was that because of what you discovered with yoga or was there other stuff going on that made that a bit of a formative experience for you? What was it about that time in your life kind of thing? I think I think at that time of my life, I had, um, make a long story short for you, uh, earlier that year, I had randomly decided that I was going to uh, climb Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa. Sure, that's what you do, yeah. As you do, why not? <laughs> you don't know. And, um, and I did it, and I had an amazing time, and I'm very proud of myself that I made it to the summit. And, um, and I've always been a person that's had uh, one eye on the, the less material aspects of life, let's call it that. I, I, everyone understands the word spiritual, if you like, but let's call it the non-material stuff and um and that journey in itself was quite uh formative or clarifying and i remember walking down that mountain and thinking to myself um there's no way i'm going to spend the rest of my life doing what i'm doing i had a wonderful job in uh the uk and um it, you know had a had a glittering career if you want to call it that laid out in front of me but it didn't make me fundamentally uh, happy or content and I remember thinking to myself right okay I'm going to quit my job I'm, I'm, I'm going to go tra traveling the world and what can I do while I'm away and I thought okay well let's go and try this yoga thing that everyone's going on about and um, and so I did and that was that was just over 10 years ago and here I am. So that really almost universe aligned that up at just the right time for you. You're looking absolutely, for something yeah. and boom, there it is. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it was, uh, it was wonderful. And I am, 
still in contact with the teacher who taught me that first class. And I, and I studied with her a lot. Um, had lots of private classes, would always go to her public classes. And, uh, and she's a very good friend and she's someone that I still admire. And a lot of the things that she taught me as a student, I still use now when I'm teaching my students and my classes. What do you think it was about yoga? I mean, beyond it being the right point for you to experience that, what do you think it was about? You know, because yoga is a pretty broad mm. term. What was it that really connected with you? Uh, initially, it was the very interesting way of moving your body and the shapes that you would make with your body during that class. And the alignment of those movements with the rhythm of your breathing. And yoga is fundamentally a practice of breathing. Uh, when you strip away everything else, that's what it comes down to. And that sense of synchronization between those two things, it's a very profound thing for a human being. You know, we don't often pay attention to the way that we're breathing unless there's something wrong with our breathing. Then we pay attention to it in great, great detail. But we don't pay attention to it in our general lives. And when you practice asana practice, which is the physical postures of yoga, there's this very beautiful thing that happens. You're moving your body in a very interesting way. You're stretching out your muscles, your fascia and all of your tendons. And you're aligning those movements with this most perfect autonomic function that we do hundreds of times a day. And a great clarity and peace descends upon your mind. Yeah. And it's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. When did the nakedness connect with the yoga? With Because your whole thing is being mm. the naked bearded yogi. So, but the way you're describing it, the yoga kind of came first. Is that correct? As a, as an individual, I've always enjoyed uh, being naked out in nature. Uh -huh. um, and I, when I was doing my teacher training back in 2016, when I was doing my self-practice during that course, we had to do a lot of our own training. Um, I found it much more comfortable to be practicing naked uh -huh. when you're practicing with clothes, depending on what you're wearing. Sometimes there's a tendency, you know, in certain postures, your t-shirt falls over your head or, or your shorts get caught up around your bits or whatever. And it can be, you know, you've got to rearrange yourself when you're wearing yeah. fabric. But when you're practicing uh, yoga without clothes, you, you are absolutely free within the postures. Absolutely free. There's nothing to hinder you at all. Uh, and um, and that's when that that's when I personally started uh, practicing naked yoga. I started teaching naked yoga uh, a relatively short time ago, I think, maybe about three years ago, and it was uh, in the opening months of the pandemic. And I started uh, offering group classes online. And I'll be absolutely honest with you, I didn't really think it would go anywhere. It was just you know something. Something well, to let's kind just of see do. how this goes. Let's put this let's out there, see, see if anyone let's bites. Let's it out there, see what happens. <laughs> and then next thing you know, I'm sitting <laughs> on top of this, um, on top of this amazing uh, teaching practice that is growing and growing and growing. And um, 
and I think it's I think it's beautiful, isn't it? I think it's very beautiful when you when you follow yourself, you follow your own uh, follow your own sense of joy, and uh, marvelous things can happen. I think. Oh yeah. no, I think it must be so rewarding to think. Oh, let me just open myself up in this way and see what happens, yeah. and to get so much yeah. inbound people going. That's what exactly what I was looking for. That it just must be so yeah. fascinating. Yeah. I think I think you make a really good point there as well about people saying um, this is something that I was looking for, and and I I I am a very um, powerful advocate personally, and I hope publicly as well for non-sexual nudity and non-sexualized uh, nudity, and that includes with naked yoga, and I I was often I think confronted. Confronted is maybe a bit of a strong word, but there seems to be uh, a lot of inference out there within the world that this practice of naked yoga and in the larger, this practice of nudity or naturism, um, there's something sexual about it. And I, I try to make a very big point that there isn't anything sexual about this at all. And it's a, um, I was very, very, I was very happy and very joyful that the community that has grown up around this teaching practice, can I say that maybe these people are part of a tribe? Maybe they're part of the same mindset about all of this. And yeah. um, and it's really wonderful to meet people, uh, fellow people, fellow souls on this journey of life that have the same ethos and they have the same beliefs and uh, lifestyle. And that's been an incredibly beautiful thing and very, very empowering, not just to me, but I hope to them as well. I've got several follow-up questions on this because this is, a, <laughs> this is an area that really interests me. Um, I guess, but and there's almost two separate strands there, but I, firstly, is there any, does doing it naked make yoga better? And you've talked about your personal experience, but is there any mm. sort of, you know, historical teaching about the emergence of yoga that says oh yeah. the proper way to do it is naked or is it just that's because it feels good to you and feels good to other people as well sort of thing i think where where, where i sit on that i think it's kind of a little bit of both um touching on that historical point there is a very very long tradition all the way back to the the recorded start the historical records that, that that we have of yoga uh, the Naga yogis or the Nag yogis, it was a, it was an outward manifestation of the renunciation of yourself. Ah, stripping away, like sort of thing. Like let's get back to basics and you know we all we all wear consciously or subconsciously. Whenever you know we're all standing there in the morning and thinking to ourselves, you know, oh, am I going to wear these jeans or maybe I'll wear these jeans because they make my ass look better. Or, oh, I like this T-shirt, but actually I feel like wearing that one today. We're subconsciously creating a personality for ourselves uh, for that day, whatever we're going to do, wherever we're going. And when you take all of that away and you're just left with yourself, there's something, again, non-materialistic about it, that, that, that spiritual element to it. Well, and there's nowhere to hide. There is nowhere to hide. Yeah. Absolutely. You're, you're, not, only, you're not only facing yourself in all of your glory um as a naked human being as you were born into this world as we are all born into this world you when you practice in a group setting uh or when you're on one of my retreats for example you're also surrounded by other people 
that are naked, that are also in exactly the same place as you, they're not only facing themselves, as showing themselves as they are in that relaxed and very comfortable and safe environment, we're all doing it. And there is something, there is something so relaxing about it. And leveling, like the, you know, yeah. all of that hierarchy and ego yeah. that we sort of have to deal with in day-to-day life. Suddenly that's all gone, isn't it? Like, yeah. 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 You know, you can have a room full of people. You can have someone who's a soldier in their uniform, someone who's a banker with a lovely suit, someone that's a, a man that works on uh, dust carts and uh, take all the clothes off and you can't tell who is who. And yeah. that's the point. Yeah. My other follow-up question, you were touching on the distinction between, and I tend to think of it as like the, not the purest, but the traditional understanding of naturism is very sort mm-hmm. of non-sexual communing with nature kind of thing. But, you know, there's, there is a whole world of guys who like getting naked for whom it is a very sexual kind of experience mm-hmm. and there's an exhibitionist element to it and that kind of thing. But you, the way you were describing it was very much you're coming from a from a naturist communing with nature kind of point of view, and that's what informs your yoga practice. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's. Um, I. I. On a on a personal note, I always find it quite funny um, that we we as a species like to put labels on everything as much as possible. And when you say to someone, you know, for example oh, I like to go to the nude beach or I like to go walking in the forest without my clothes. And they're like, oh, you're a naturist or, oh, you're a nudist. And I'm like, well, well, maybe I am or maybe I aren't. And, it's a, and I understand it's a very useful category to fall into. But I'm just someone who enjoys that experience. That experience of being without clothes gives me so much as uh, as a human being. And it gives yeah. me so much on my journey. I love social nudity with my friends. I love social nudity in classes with my students. It's, um, but yeah, I would, if I had to say something, I'd say I'm probably more of the naturist side of it. Yeah. And what is it about the social nudity kind of side of things? Because there's, I like to get my clothes off in nature and go for a walk in the forest kind of thing. That's mm. one expression of that, isn't it? But the, I, I am also really interested in, there is something interesting in the space of let's get naked together and hang out mm. in a non-sexual kind of way. And I'm just wondering what yeah. your thoughts are on that. I think it is. I, I, I think it comes back to that thing is that you're not, um, you're in a situation with people who are like-minded and enjoy the experience of not wearing clothes. And I find it, uh, I find it just, a, a, just, just a very uh, connected way of being with other people, I think. Yeah. And it's remarkable how, so for example, um, my penultimate retreat of this year was on Mallorca and all retreats, kind of follow a very similar pattern in terms of people's engagement and how they behave on a retreat. And for the first 24, 36 hours, everyone's kind of a little bit spun out because everyone's got no clothes on, even though they're naturists and they practice this. But, you know, we're not often in these situations. It's a lot to process initially, isn't it? Yeah, (laughs) It is, yeah. And after after a couple of days, it's not even a thing. You'll you'll hear comments like, um, certainly when you get to the end of these things, you know, it's like, I... I didn't even realize that I just spent the last seven days not wearing any clothes. And now I have to put my, my trousers on because I'm going to the airport or something like that. <laughs> and I think that's what I really enjoy about it is that there's this, 
there can be an inherent um, apprehension for people that are maybe interested in trying naturism or they're very curious about it or being around people in, in um, uh, nude social settings. There is this maybe a little bit of fear, don't really know what it's like, is it this, is it that, what if this happens, blah, blah, blah. Um, but after after a few hours, you don't even realise. Yeah, it becomes the least important thing somehow, doesn't it? It does, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. most important thing becomes the really honest conversations that you have yeah. with people in those settings. Yeah. yeah. You're talking about the retreats that you organise. I'm sort of interested in you know, who are the guys that are drawn to your work, You know, whether it's the online courses or the retreats that you sort of take to various parts of the world. Mm. Who, who is that audience that is looking for what you're providing? They are, they are the entire spectrum of humanity um, and by extension the entire spectrum of people um, who practice naturism and, nud- and nudism, you know. It's, um, I, I don't, I can't give any identifying details because the privacy of my sure, clients sure, sure. Is, yeah. is absolutely paramount. But, you know, we're looking at people here from across the globe. Um, I'm I'm very fortunate to have a community that stretches all the way from New Zealand. You can keep going west and you'll end up on the west coast of America. And a whole range of uh, different careers, uh, family situations, relationship situations, age ranges. One of the oldest students I have, bless him, uh, he's 76 years old. And one of the youngest students I have is 23. Uh-huh. And uh, and isn't that a very beautiful thing? You know, from a whole different range of cultures, from a whole different range of um, uh, walks of life. And, uh, and we all come together and we all practice naked yoga together and i guess one distinction might be is it mainly guys who are already comfortable with getting naked and have explored sort of that you know naturist sort of side of things before or is it you know is there an element of guys who are a bit nervous about that and trying to just Mm -hmm. figure out their pathway through that kind of experience yes sometimes there are and i think um one of the one of the things that comes up quite a lot when people are curious about practicing naturism within a setting, with other people, within a yoga class, within a yoga retreat, you know, there's often a very similar vein to questions, you know, um, do I have to be naked all the time? Is everyone else naked all the time? Uh, do we eat naked? Um, you know, is it is it uh, offensive for me if I wear clothes at some point? during that you can almost hear the anxiety coming through the questions somehow can't you (laughs) you can and um you know you try to um you try to do the best that you can to explain as much as you can how the events work and whilst they are naked yoga retreats and people are absolutely welcome to be naked from the second they arrive to the second they leave you know if it's a bit chilly put a (laughs) t-shirt on don't be a martyr about it (laughs) That's you know, it's, uh, you'll often find me wandering around a retreat first thing in the morning with a caftan on or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's, um, they are incredibly relaxed. And I, and I think that's the thing I really appreciate is when people, when people, again, it's that whole 24, 36 hours thing. Once they're in it, they never want to leave it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I imagine you must get a fair bit of sort of repeat bookings because you, you talk about that community you're building and yeah. you know probably the hardest thing is making that first step and doing your first retreat. Yeah. I, I imagine you're seeing a lot of the same people over and over. Yeah, I um, 
I'm a big one for looking at the stats and all that kind of stuff behind the scenes. I love that. And um, I think it's probably sit somewhere at about 65 to 70% of the bookings on the retreats are yeah. repeat customers. You know, we have people that come almost to everything um, uh, that we host uh, throughout the year. And um, people that have wonderfully decided that one of their holidays every year they must come along uh, to one of the retreats, oh, and I really like that because you, you know, you know what's really lovely is again a lot of these people are spread out across the world and certainly spread out across Europe and the States. And um, when they all come together, it's just like a group of friends getting together again, and I think that's really lovely and beautiful. Yeah, that brings its own energy to the whole experience, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah it must be really rewarding. Uh, yeah, oh, and when new people come along. Oh, Sorry, well, I was interrupting you, but one question I had was, is it difficult to find venues to host a naked retreat? Because you've got some fairly specific requirements and you must imagine, well, not every resort around the world is going to be mm. cool with that somehow. Is it hard? We, I've been very lucky, uh, to be honest. So I've got a few venues that I use uh, repeatedly because they tick all of the boxes. And, um, you know, we've never, I've never had a problem. Uh, you know, I've, been up front and said you know i'm here to do a yoga retreat this is a naturist yoga retreat you have a problem with that in your house um and everyone's absolutely fine if anything people are people are a bit curious aren't they and they're like yeah. oh no that's amazing oh i wish i could do how exciting like <laughs> i know how exciting. i'm gonna have you know 12 naked guys in my in my big villa running around and swimming in my pool and it's uh no i haven't i don't i, I haven't had any issues i think I, one thing i've had an issue with when it comes to venues it seems to be impossible for me to find a place within the united kingdom that ticks all of the boxes yeah is that just the weather the weather must be the main problem there surely the weather's the problem you know you need to you know you need to uh, i tend to use um very big houses and villas um sort of like you know eight plus bedrooms and whatnot um and they tend to have very big communal spaces and also a lot of outdoor space where we can practice as well. So, you know, if one day perhaps the weather isn't slightly perfect, then you can practice indoors. So there are a few requirements that um, that I look for. But yeah, generally, it's been absolutely fine. But in the UK, it just seems impossible to find a place that's big enough uh, to do it that ticks all the boxes. One of the things I was... You've mentioned, you know, some of the anxiety and the questions you get from people who are coming along to the retreats for the first time. And, and I guess one of the things that holds me back a bit is that sense of how good at yoga do I need to be in order to go on a yoga retreat and not completely embarrass myself? The question that everyone asks, how, how difficult is the yoga? I've never practiced yoga before. I've only ever done it a few times. Will people laugh at my downward dog? That's what I need exactly. to Are people? <laughs> will I embarrass myself? <laughs> and I think, you know, that, that kind of sums up why one would practice yoga in the first place is yoga is not about what everyone else is doing it's not about what anyone else has the capacity to do with their body it's about you and it's about what you can do with your body there's often something that a lot of teachers say that when you're on your mat doing your practice do not look to the left and do not look to the right the only person that you should ever look at is the person instructing the class and Comparison is a terrible thing, isn't it? You know, on these retreats, there's people that are there that have practiced yoga for years. There's people there that practice it intermittently. And there's people that have never done it before. They want the new experience. 
And what I do is create an environment where every single one of those people is absolutely welcome. And every single one of those people will receive the practice that they need to receive. It makes it a very interesting way of teach when you've got a lot of different abilities. Yeah, it must make it really hard to teach because you're effectively tailoring it to everyone's experience. That's like 12 different classes going on at the same time. Yeah, It makes it more fun. You know, there's always uh, there's always variations of postures you can do that make them yeah, yeah. much more challenging and things like that. And um, you know, the 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 physical practices of yoga, asana practice, they are not uh, difficult uh, postures to do. What I think people find difficult about things is if you're not accustomed to stretching your body, and you you know for the first time you stretch your hamstrings. That's quite an interesting sensation in the body. <laughs> Your mind gets involved, and it's like, oh, I don't bloody like that. I'm not doing that again. Let's not do that again. <laughs> but if you keep doing it, you keep breathing, you exercise uh, more of the mindful, meditative aspects of yoga, and then perhaps on one day, you can only reach so far forward as that you touch your knees or your shins. Well, tell you what, you keep trying that every day for a month. Before you know it, you'll touch your toes. Yeah. That's the point. I was wondering, has your relationship with your body changed over time? You know, you talked about, you know, you had some experience with naturism before you encountered yoga and obviously you've embraced, you know, the naked experience as part of that. But have you, you, do you see yourself in a different way given the journey you've been on with your practice and with the work that you do? I think I have developed a better relationship no i have developed a better relationship with my body and an appreciation for its ever-changing capacity and a sense of being much much kinder towards myself as a physical person you know it's um practice of yoga is not about pushing yourself and striving uh to get somewhere you know nothing nothing magic happens when you can touch your toes you haven't unlocked some new level that's going to change your life (laughs) that doesn't happen congratulations on the discipline and um, and the work the work continues (laughs) we carry on and um you know i think it is that i think it is that um much kinder and much more compassionate relationship uh with my own body and uh, and that real sense of appreciation. I think you know within the within the tradition that I teach uh, Himalayan Hatha Yoga, which is embedded within the Nasa Yoga uh, tradition, it's um, it's very easy to think about yoga. I think these days as something where you know you're going to transcend your body and transcend your mind and your ego and all the rest of it. And and that's just a complete fallacy about the practice of yoga. That's that's absolutely not what it's about you as an individual, we as individuals, we exist within our bodies. Our bodies are our vehicles through life. If you don't have a a warm, friendly relationship with your own body and what it can do and and a good relationship with your body, I think that can lead to an awful lot of problems down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I guess my final question is if uh, someone was interested in exploring or trying out naked yoga maybe they're a bit apprehensive about it what advice or guidance would you give them my advice would be just to do it 
Uh, don't talk yourself out of it. Cultivate a little bit of bravery, perhaps, around the experience. If you have a little bit of fear, maybe tap into a little bit of courage. If you're not comfortable going uh, to a live class, perhaps, and there are some that happen all over the world, uh, join an online class. You can do it in the comfort of your own home. And exercise a little bit of discipline and a bit of persistency through it. Yoga is one of the most, if not the most, remarkable physical and mental disciplines and philosophies that a person can practice, whether or not you go all the way down the rabbit hole or if you have elements of it as part of your life. The consistent practice of yoga, and I mean that mentally as well as physically, will transform your life. It will transform the relationship with yourself. It will transform your relationship with other people. And there is a great softness and a lightness and an ease that comes into the experience of being here. And it's all about that very gentle awareness. That's that's the point of all of this. I would recommend it to everyone. I know some people love it and some people hate it. And honestly, that's the point as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, that brings us to the end of this episode. You can find me on Twitter at GTV London. Today's guest has been Matt, the Bearded Naked Yogi. You can find Matt on Twitter at Bearded Naked. Stay naked, stay sexy, and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>